to Dragon Talks. I'm your host, Jay. Today we have three more stories for you. Without further ado, I'm going to pass you on to Daniel. Our first play of the day is Wembley Worried, read to you by Zara, Valentina, and Safa. Wemberly Worried by Kevin Hankies. Wemberly Worried about everything. Big things, little things, and things in between. Wemberly worried in the morning, she worried at night, and she worried throughout the day. You worry too much, said her mother. When you worry, I worry, said her father. Worry, worry, worry. Too much worry, said her grandmother. At home, Wemberly worried about the tree in the front yard and the crack in the living room wall and the noise the radiators made. At the playground, Wembley worried about the chains on the swings and the bolts on the slides and the bars on the jungle gym. And always she worried about her doll pedal. Don't worry, said her mother. Don't worry, said her father. But Wembley worried, she worried and worried. When Wembley was especially worried, she rubbed Pedal's ears. Wembley worried if she didn't stop worrying, Pedal would have no ears left at all. On her birthday, Wembley worried that no one would come to her party. See, there was nothing to worry about, said her mother. But when Wemberly worried there, that there wouldn't be enough cake. On Halloween, Wemberly worried that there'd be too many butterflies in the neighborhood parade. See, there was nothing to worry about, said her father. But Wemberly worried because she was the only one. You worry too much, said her mother. When you worry, I worry, said her father. Worry, worry, worry. Too much worry, said her grandmother. Soon. Wemberly had a new worry, school. By the time the first day of school arrived, Wemberly had a long list of worries. What if no one else has spots? What if no one else wears stripes? What if no one else brings a doll? What if the teacher is mean? What if the room smells bad? What if they make fun of my name? What if I can't find the bathroom? What if I hate snack? What if I have to cry? Don't worry, said her mother. Don't worry, said her father. But Wemberly worried. She worried and worried and she- worried. She worried all the way there. While well, Wembley's parents talked to the teacher and Mrs. Peachum, Wembley looked around the room. Then Mrs. Peachum said, Wembley, there was someone I think you should meet. Her name was Jewel. She was standing by herself. She was wearing stripes. She was holding a doll. At first, Wembley and Jewel just peeked at each other. This is Petal, said Wembley. This is Niblet, said Jewel. Petal waved, Niblet waved back. Hi, said Niblet. Hi, said Petal. I rub her ears, said Wembley. I rub her nose, said Jewel. Throughout the morning, Wembley had a, Wembley and Jewel sat side by side and played together whenever they could. Petal and Niblet sat side by side too. Wembley worried, but no more than usual, and sometimes even less. Before Wembley knew it, it was time to go home. Come back tomorrow, called Mrs. Peach as the students walked out the door. Wembley turned and smiled and waved. She said, I will. Don't worry. The end. Up next, we have our second version of the Paper Bag Princess, read to you by Kalud, Jordan, and Willem. The Paper Bag Princess. Elizabeth was a beautiful princess. She lived in a castle and had very expensive princess clothes. She was going to marry a prince named Ronald. Unfortunately, a dragon smashed her castle, burned all her clothes with his fiery breath, and carried off Prince Ronald. Elizabeth decided to chase the dragon and get Ronald back. She looked everywhere for something to wear, but the only thing that she could find, couldn't find that was not burnt was a paper bag. So she put it on the paper bag and followed the prince, uh, the dragon. 
It was easy to follow because he left a trail of burnt forests and horse bones. Finally, Elizabeth came to a cave with a large door that had a huge knocker on it. She took hold of the knocker and banged on the door. The dragon stuck his nose out of the door and said, Well, a princess. I'd love to eat princesses, but I've already eaten a whole castle today. I'm a very busy dragon. You should know that by now. Come back tomorrow. He slammed the door so fast that Elizabeth almost got her nose caught. Elizabeth grabbed the knocker and banged on the door again. The dragon stuck his nose out, out of the door and said, Go away! I love to eat princesses, but I've already eaten a whole castle day. I'm a very busy dragon. You should know that by now. Come back tomorrow. Wait! Is it true that you're the smartest and fiercest dragon in the whole world? Yes, said the dragon. Is it true that you, are, you can burn up to ten forests with your firing breath? Oh, yes, said the dragon, and he took a huge deep breath and breathed out so much fire that he burnt up fifty forests. Fantastic, said Elizabeth, and the dragon took another huge breath and breathed out as m so much that he burned up 100 forests. Magnificent, said, the, said Elizabeth, and the dragon took another huge breath, but this time nothing came out. The dragon didn't even have enough fire to, to left to cook a meatball. Then Elizabeth said, Dragon, is it true that you can fly around the whole world and you have 10 seconds? Why, yes said the dragon, and he jumped up and flew all the way around the world in just 10 seconds. He was very tired when he got back, but Elizabeth shouted, Fantastic! Do it again! So the dragon jumped up and flew around the whole world just in 20 seconds. When he got back, he was too tired to talk, and he laid down and went straight to sleep. Elizabeth whispered very softly, Hey, dragon! The dragon didn't move at all. She lifted up the dragon's ears ear and put her head right inside. She shouted as loud as she could. Hey dragon! The dragon was so tired he didn't even move. Elizabeth walked right over to the dragon and opened the door to the cave. There was Prince Ronald. He looked at her and said, Elizabeth, you are a mess. You smell like ashes. Your hair is all tangled and you're you are wearing a dirty old paper bag. Come back when you are dressed like a real princess. Ronald, your clothes are really pretty and your hair is really very neat. You, you look like a real prince, but you are a bum. They didn't get married after all. The, the end. Our last play of the day is Skippy John Jones, read to you by Ronan, Ritvik, Ilyas, and Muhammad. Every day, Skippy John Jones wake up with the birds. This did not please his mother at all. Get yourself down here right now, Mr. Kitten Bushes. No self-respect cat ever slept with a flock of birds, or ate worms, or flew, or did his laundry in Mrs. Doohickey's bird bath. The lecture went on and on. You've got to do some serious thinking, Mr. Fuzzy Pants, about just what it means to be a cat. Not a bird or a mouse. Not, or a grouse, not a moose or a goose, not a rat or a bat. You need to think about just what it means to be a Siamese cat and stay out of your closet, she added, closing the bedroom door. But once he was alone, Skippy John Jones began to bounce and bounce and bounce on his big boy bed. Oh, I'm Skippy John Jones and I bounce on my bed and once on six times I land on my head.
on his way down to earth from a gigantic big bounce. Skippy John Jones shot past his bedroom mirror. Holy guacamole! What is that? So up he went again, and again it appeared. Then, using his very best Spanish accent, he said, My ears are too big for my head. My head is too big for my body. I'm not a Siamese cat. I'm a chihuahua. Back on land, Skippy John Jones climbed into his toy box and rifled through some of his old junk. After he put on a mask and a sword and climbed onto his mouse, Skippy John Jones began to sing in a more and more sad voice. My name is Skippy Frisquito. I fear not a single bonito. My manners are mellow, I'm sweet like a jello. I get the job done, yes indeed Back in the kitchen, Jujubee, Disabelle, and Jillyboo Jones were helping Mama Junebug Jones make lunch. Can Skippy John come out of his room now? No, Mr. Fluffer Nuffer. That's still thinking. In fact, Skippy John wasn't thinking about being a Siamese cat at all. With a walk into his closet, his thoughts took him down a lonesome desert road far, far away in old Mexico. Not long into his journey, a mysterious old band of chihuahuas appeared out of the dust. Ay, caramba! Who goes then? We go by the name Los Chimichangos. Well done, Diego, the biggest of the small ones. Who are you? I'm El Chiquito, the great sword fighter. And the smallest of the small ones spoke up. Why the mosquito, dude? Ask Poquito Tito. I go incognito. Do you like rice and beans? Asked Pintolito. See, si, I love mice and beans. He might be the dog of our dreams, whispered Rosalita. Perhaps, said Tiamita. If he knows, let's give it a password. Leaning towards Don Diego, El Scapito half sneezed, half spoke the secret password into the Chihuahua's very large ear. Ah, uh, Pichu! Bless you. Gracias. Then it is true. Yep. Yippee, yippee, It's the end of Alfredo Busito. Skepito here. We are nothing to fear. Adios, tul, bad, bomblito. Then all of the chimichangos went crazy loco. First they had a fiesta. Then they took a siesta. But after waking up, the chimichangos got down to serious business. Using his paw, Don Diego drew a picture in the sand of the great Bambito for Scapito to see. A hush grew over the chimichangos, so the great one could hear a whisker drop. Alfredo Bozito, el blimpo, bomblito bandito. The bandito steals our fijoles. Not your beans. See. Red beans, black beans, Boston Blake and blue, cocoa, coffee, kidneys, pinto, and, and jelly too. And now it comes for us. Por qué? Because we are full of the beans too. Then Don Diego stood tall and his, in his most somber voice declared, Zocuero frijoles! Huh? The dude just wants his beans back. You're the dog for the job. Me? Said Poquito uh, Tito. Me? Then all of the chimichangos turned towards Scapito, the great sword fighter. But poor Scapito had no time for a plan. Because in the blink of an eye, a gigantic shadow darkened the landscape. 
the chimichangas scattered in all directions. Vamos, Chipito, or it is you, the bandito, Wilhito. Skipito stood his ground, but his legs shimmy and shook like jello, and his teeth teeth chattered like the castanets. Then in a moy moy soft voice he said My name is Skipito Frisquito. I fear not a single bandito. But Alfredo Bazito flew straight for Skipito into the beam. Eating Bandito hovered only inches away from the great sword fighter's face. Holy Frijolas! He thrust his sword in the air and suddenly popped, went the Bandito landing on Skipito's sword. And quicker than one could say, Chihuahuas, cheese, and crackers! Every kind of bean came spilling out of Alfredo Bandito, the Bambito Bando. Then all of the doggies burst into song. Yep, 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 our hero says, Kipito, he's the dog of our dream to deliver the beans, and now we can make our burritos. But back at home, there was such a ruckus coming from Skippy John's room that Mama Junebug Jones and the girls just had to find out what was going on. They raced down the hall to the kitty boy's room. Bangi, Bangito, Crashito, Papito, Skippito. Just in time to see Skippy John closet exploding then out flew candy beanbag doggies and the kitty boy with a birthday pinata on his head skippy, skippy john, john jones mama junebug jones lifted skippy john and covered his head with furry furry kisses what am i going to do with you mr coco Puffs? that night when he was supposed to be going to sleep skippy john began to bounce and bounce and bounce on his big boy bed. Oh, I'm Skippy John Jones with a mind of my own, and I'll bounce on my bed for hours, and I know I'm a cat, but forget about that. Say goodnight, Skippy John Jones. Buenas noches, mis amigos. Bye, Skippy John. Bye. Whoa, they were good. Thank you to all readers and all listeners. See you next time on Dragon Talks, episode three.